to Pod on the Dog. We have part two of my chat with Nicola Kazan today, and we're going to talk about mindset, pricing, and making some money out of our industry. So, welcome back, Nicola. Hello. Happy to be back. <laughs> it's lovely to have you back. Now, my first hot question: mindset. Obviously, I heard you talk about it a bit before, but yes. what is mindset? Oh, do you know what? Um, yeah, good question. What is mindset? So I got really into this because when I started out, I started on my own in a van. So just to give you a bit of backstory. Yeah, tell me. Um, and it was, yeah, just myself and, you know, never ran a business before. And I'd start, I think I did about three to four dogs a day just with, you know, learning with the driving and everything like that. And I remember going to a Spaniel hand strip and it was like, oh my God, Spaniel. I was on the phone to my teacher slash mentor, um, Julie Lelou, uh Simpson, oh my God, who has just guided me through my whole career, yeah. uh, dog grooming career. Um, and it was, it was like, okay, right. I knew exactly what I was going to say and what I was going to do with the groom. I knew it. Got there. And did a consultation and then said to the guy, okay, it's going to cost this much. And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to pay that. I was like, right, well, um, okay. Um, you know, the sweats happen and it's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and um, yeah, so in actual fact, I kind of basically said to him, uh, so what would you want to pay? And it was just it just felt so awful and so horrible. And I went home that night, spoke to my husband, who is a businessman. And he was like, what? You asked him what he would pay? Like, what, what's going on with you? Like, come on, you're a businesswoman. And he was the one that kind of said, your whole mindset is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. your whole, how can you go and run a business and then say to somebody, okay, yeah, actually, you know, what, what would you pay? But that was probably, I can imagine, that was probably your, you were in a situation where you felt so uncomfortable, you didn't know what to say, so it just came out, maybe? Oh, God, exactly that. And it was like, <laughs> you know, if I'd had somebody else there, or if I had my husband there going, what the heck, you know, what are you doing? You know what you need to say. Mm. You, you've done this before. Why Why have you, you know, he's this man has just turned around and he's probably seen vulnerability all over my face. And just gone, no, I'm not going to pay that. So I then started to kind of look into it a little bit more. And as I, you know, I'm I'm kind of coming up to 10 years deep in my um, career now. And I can safely say that I've cracked the whole mindset thing. And hence why I want to do the coaching. Because I think in our industry, it's such an important subject. We cannot run a business without having the correct mindset. You just can't. I mean, I feel like after, you know, kind of reaching out and and learning more about it, it was almost like, aha, okay, once you have those strategies and you, you know, you understand your worth and you know, because that is what mindset is, it's understanding your worth, basically, that's Mm -hmm. how I perceive it, and getting, you know, my message across correctly and, believing in myself definitely I um I think as well like having somebody to hold your hand and talk you through these situations as well because Mm. don't you think it's a lack of confidence as well 
Yeah, abs- absolutely. And you learn from you know, the mistakes and it's nice yeah. to have somebody else who've made the mistakes and teach you rather than you exactly. make these mistakes yourself. <laughs> exactly. This is, I mean, again, I mean, you've heard me say this in, in previous podcast um, with you, but I wish there was somebody like me when I was starting out because, you know, I've gone through making all these mistakes and what have you when I feel like I could have just gone okay right I need you just to come and coach me and excuse me my terrier has just seen a leaf move in the garden oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> excuse me Cara I was on the flow there so um basically I I just wish that I didn't have to learn through making so many mistakes and I did you know, could have the ability of, of kind of reaching out to someone and saying, oh my God, what do I do? Why do I feel like this? You know, why do I feel so scared to broach the subject of money when I'm giving a service? What is, what is going on? Yeah. It's, I think that that's been a, a struggle for me over the years you know, the dreaded mm. price rise season. Yeah. We're going to talk about pricing. Yeah. But, oh, when January rolled around, I didn't half hate giving, you know, yeah. but it's everybody. It's like having that awkward conversation. Oh, God. I know. Over and over and again. And you feel yourself just kind of. <gasps> oh, well, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm like, this is my client. Yeah. It's just because obviously everything's increasing. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> shut up. I can just, <laughs> the other shoulder's just saying, God's sake, very shut up. It's so true. And it's like, you know, Tesco's does not reach out to all its customers and say, milk's gonna, gone up, yeah. Yeah, really sorry, okay, but the milk's going to have to go out this year due to rising um, energy costs, so on and so on, which I completely get because we are a small, you know, we we are small businesses, dog groomers, majority of us are. We have that wonderful relationship with our clients that we feel like, we owe it to them to say, hi, guys, um, yeah. just just to say prices will be going up. But as I've done more and more work with this and I've worked with um, mindset coaches, I realized that we possibly have this kind of this this kind of hold on us about how can we ask for money because we might just enjoy what we do so much that we feel really bad for asking for money. That could be an option, one of the reasons why we feel bad. Um, and it could also be because first and foremost, we're artists, we're dog groomers, we're not business people, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and it is back to that mindset because... The customer's probably thinking, yeah, no, absolutely. It's fine. My hairdresser's just put their prices up, of course. Yeah. You know, everything has to go up. And then, you know, so it's all about our mindset as, you know. It's really funny because the other day I had two, yeah, two messages via my um, Instagram from two lovely ladies who just popped me a message to say thank you so much um because I've been talking about it a lot thank you so much raise my prices not one person said a word so it's like and they were rising their prices one of them up to 10 pounds 10 pound price increase 
And, you know, I was saying the higher you go in, the better it is. Yes, you are going to get some people that aren't going to want to pay that. And that's fine. You want to attract your dream client. You know, that is who I want to attract. I want to be able to not have to have a conveyor belt of dogs. I want to be able to deliver the best service possible. And for that to happen enough. Less the quality. Have that. Yeah. Water, not Primark. (laughs) I think my internet has been an idiot. Oh, no. There we go. It's okay. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Great. I think it's um, just... A, a case of quality over quantity yeah absolutely and I'm not saying you know there's some there's some businesses that work so well with with quantity and that's fine if that's what you want to do but what I think is better in our industry is definitely quality a hundred percent so for us to have the you know let's take it back to you could do eight dogs a day right on your own and mm-hmm. at the end of the day you are near to tears I know I I've had days where I've been in the van I've done eight to ten dogs and I've literally come home and my husband's like hi I'm like don't talk to me don't talk to me I just need to have a bath and go to bed <laughs> and in between that I might have a cry of exhaustion um and it got so bad for me that I actually, I actually got admitted to hospital in the first, uh, no, in the third year um, with bronchitis, just where I couldn't say no, oh, Verity. Wow. We just run down. Just so run down. The groomer burnout got me. I was going to ask you about burnout because, you know, we're talking about quantity, you know, quality over quantity, but yeah. For a quantity groomer, like, like, let's talk about burnout. Why do you think it's so much discussed in our industry? Because we just aim to please. We can't say no. We love dogs. Oh, my God. How could we possibly say no? Like, if we say no, then we might wake up next week and have no clients. You know, that is the type of dreaded thoughts that would come into my head for sure. You know, and it's like, Oh God. Yeah. That, that, that day that I was admitted into hospital, it was like, I knew I shouldn't have gone on to do this dog. And I rang up this lady to say, I'm so, so not well. Can I reschedule you? I shouldn't have, you know, it's so important with the language we use. I should have said, I am going to reschedule you, not can I? Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of came back to me. No, 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 we need, we need Louis down. We need him down. Oh my God. I need him done before the weekend. So it's like, okay, okay. And uh, I I don't know how I got through the standard poodle groom. It was just, oh my God, got home. And then my chest was just horrendous. And yeah, went to any and then they kept me in and just said, you know, you're you have got really bad bronchitis, you're not going anywhere. And it was like, oh my God, I should have just listened to my body. And that was that was my turning point. But why did and this is why I've started again doing doing my coaching because I don't want people yeah, to have to be dog, admitted. I could have waited an extra yeah. week because your health is important too. Exactly, exactly. But oh my goodness, as we know as dog groomers, they will push us. You know, the customers will push if they can. Um, and yeah, I'm ugh, groomer burnout. I, 
if I can save any new groomers to go through that, then I'm so happy, you know, like job done because it is just, it's not good for our health at all. No, I mean, obviously we were talking because I'm going on holiday. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Woo! And I, had to, I had four dogs that were still in for next week when my holiday was that I needed to move. I'm really busy this week. So I've tried to move them to the week after and I've had one lady push back. And just know she needs them doing it this week. And I'm and I'm again I'm just, I'm trying to please her, but I am getting yeah. better at saying, well, no, that doesn't work for me. You and know, you've really got to put down your foot because yeah. and this is the other thing as well. If that client is already pushing back on you, they're gonna do it again and again and again. Yeah. Do you really want that client? No, you'd rather fill that space, fill that client with your dream client, your ideal client. Yeah. And that's who you kind of want to be talking to. And that I, I say it to the girls all the time, and even even my lovely groomers, my girls are like, oh God, but she really wanted, I don't care. You know, you girls have got enough on your plate. Yeah. That she'll have to go somewhere else because we will definitely fill that space with somebody that absolutely, you know, abides by our rules, respects yeah. us. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're talking about having bronchitis. I've had it with a client not too long ago when I actually had COVID. And I told yeah. her COVID. But she was going on holiday. She wanted a dog doing. And I was so ill in bed. And she kept pushing and pushing. But I was like, absolutely. Then she was like, I need, you need to find me another groomer. Like it was my <gasps> responsibility to find her a groomer because I'm in bed with COVID. You I know, and you I said just, goodbye, Verity, because I'm you just, do not I'm need that. I'm so annoyed. I've not responded to her. And it's obviously it's been weeks now. I just. I just no way. So she knew I was, I was like, I, I sent him a message to her. I'm so poorly in bed. Like, genuinely. Yeah. I've not taken a day off in years. I'm so ill, you know, and then this the message it. through and I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like I was like in the pit of hell. I was like, yeah, you don't want to be texting you right now. No. And this is the thing. I, I just think that in other industries, there's it, this does happen, but definitely in my husband's industry, you know, he's like, Oh my God. God, I just can't believe it. He's so shocked with how people can be. And I I do think um, it is because, again, it's dogs and we love our dogs and we think, you know, the general person who doesn't see how much we do, they don't realise what goes into it. They really don't. We obviously love these dogs so, so much. Um, yeah. Um, we love them coming to visit us. There might be, you know, individual personalities. But one hard lesson that I've had is that you will find that no matter how much love and dedication that you will put into this, mm. do not make yourself ill over that dog's haircut. One because, million percent. Yeah, because I've known people, like somebody who I know quite well, she was so seriously poorly, like very, very seriously poorly. And she had to cancel her dog's grooms. And she had a few people say to her, well, who's going to do my dog's haircut? <gasps> and she was extremely seriously ill. And she just couldn't believe it. Like, gobsmacked. Because How can a human be like that? Yeah. Is that even though we put so much into our heart and soul and think, you know, that they care about us, unfortunately, yeah. some customers, we're just a dog groomer to them. 
Absolutely. And that is that is who we need to really think about almost sifting these people out. It's so it's detrimental to not just our health, but our mental health as yeah. well. Yeah. And, you know, people do think because I I had this same mindset in the beginning. Yeah. If I say no, then, oh, my God, they're going to tell someone else I've said no. And then they're all going to think I and, and you build this up. And it's your you know, I had had something. Yeah. 80% of our actions are controlled by our subconscious. Yeah. And 20% is controlled by our conscious. So consciously we could be saying, I want, I want to just attract these clients. Yes, I am only I'm going to say no to these awful clients. Yes, 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 I'm going to do this. But then it's like the 80% subconscious sabotages that by going, Oh my God, oh my God, no. But if you say no, you know. Your, your business is going to be spoken so badly and and it's all these voices before you know in. you'll be out on the street living in a car right <laughs> that's the stuff that you say to yourself you know the, the subconscious mind your ego it literally takes over mm. so it's it's almost like and this is something which I did when I when I reached out and and learned with a coach and she said, because I suffered massively with imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yes. I've heard of imposter syndrome. <laughs> I, I'd never heard of it until one day I was talking to her. It's having a moment now, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, so... It, once you tune into the phrase, like, I feel like I hear it every day, like on some yeah. medium or another. But I couldn't... Honestly, Verity, I, I remember saying something to her and she said you've got imposter syndrome. And I was like, what? Like, what, what the hell disease is this? Like, what? Mm -hmm. And it was basically where I wanted, uh, what did I, I was doing something. I can't remember what it was years ago. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. Well, why can't you do that? Well, because I'm just no one. Well, what do you mean you're no one? I was like, well, I just, I just, I just don't think I can do that. And she was like, what you've got imposter syndrome what is that it's where you know it's made up of many different factors I mean I then went into it and kind of Mm. did so much with it um with with my coach and you know it could be made up of poor boundaries um sabotaging yourself um procrastinating yeah yeah self-sabotage yeah overworking overthinking um over processing everything and comparing yourself even to other people so yeah it's it's crazy and she was saying to me you know once you have this you can't just get rid of it Mm. you're always going to have to live with you know these this kind of thing that you deal with yeah Ah. where you just think why me yeah what what am I doing here or yeah I know all of that I know with me, like on a few occasions, I felt a bit like that. Like, do I look sick while I'm talking about this sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. And you think, oh my God, like who's going to be judging me? Like, but I put something up today, um, a mem actually, which really struck. I read it and it really, really, it, it definitely is something that I would, I live by now. Um, and it goes along the lines of, um, if people are talking or people actually let me let me get it up Verity and I'll read it to you so it says what other people think of you is none of your business Mm. this motto will take you far in business as well as your personal life so you know 
if other people are saying or thinking things about you, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You've got to just let everybody have their own opinion and just stay focused and do what you want to do and be your true authentic self. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm obviously a really big believer in having, trying to have, like, obviously we always have our inner battles, but trying to have a pon- positive mental attitude. Mm. I think obviously mindset is really important for making your business successful. A hundred percent. I feel like ever since I was able to kind of get on top of my kind of inner demons and and yeah total mindset and actually sort it out I was just flying you know it gave me this kind of strength once I understood the process of why I might be feeling yucky about talking about money it was like once I knew what my triggers were with certain things I was able to plan and strategize how I kind of okay look I've got I've I need to up my prices okay so I know what thoughts and feelings are going to start flooding in Mm. so if I know that I can almost you know I know what's going to trigger I can almost learn to process it before it's happened Mm. so it's almost just like accepting it turning the volume down and just carrying on so it's like yep yeah, I'm going to freak out. I know that it's going to be fine. And just kind of turning that volume down and going for it and then putting up those prices. And now it's really funny because whenever I do, like I said on the last podcast, whenever somebody does come back to me about something, I'm like, right, come on, I'm ready. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've pre-planned, you know, how I'm going to feel, what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as you, you know, you know, I'm not just willy nilly putting up my prices every month. I believe what we put out in Berkshire Grooming absolutely deserves that. So, you know, we give 10 out of 10. We have great feedback. So why not? Definitely. So everybody put your prices up. <laughs> And the positive mental attitude, I think that you can move that into all areas of your business and personal life. You know, if you can just try and, you know, accept that you're going to have the odd negative thought, but recognize it. Absolutely. We're not perfect, right? And then just think to yourself, yeah, but, and then just think of something really positive. And you can think of something positive about, I think, even a bad situation, like what's it taught lessons have we learned like how have I grown from this so just trying to think like that all the time I think absolutely foundation for building not just your business but your life on really no exactly and it's I also I say this to um my lovely groomers who have got names I keep saying that Emma and Daniela (laughs) um they are oh my god they are perfectionists and I'm just like guys you know we're human we are going to make mistakes. You know, things have happened. We've, we've made mistakes before, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it is what it is. It's how you deal with it. And it's how we then go on and explain this to the customer and work with the customer. Wow. That to me outshines, 
you know, the mistake that might have happened. Okay, what can we do about learning from this going forward? And any time that we have made any mistakes, we have kind of gone you know, above board to rectify it, talk through with the customer, how can we not do this? And is there anything we can support you with? You know, if we've nicked, if we've nicked a dog by an accident, it's how you go and you deal with the situation after, I think. Yeah. Um, it's obviously nobody wants to have that dreaded conversation with the customer of, oh my God, I've just nicked your dog's ear. But like I say to Emma and Daniela, you know, we've got sharp objects around moving animals. It's like, it's inevitable. And I spoke to actually a lady not so long ago who wants to scale her business. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know how, you know, how she can do this. And everything seemed like it was in place for her. But it was like she was the one holding herself back. Yeah. Her grooms looked incredible. Like her whole business model looked great, but she was kind of like, yeah, but if I get stuff, mm. then what if they cut someone and what if that happens and what if this, and it's like, okay, this is going to happen. I'm telling you now, this will happen. It's just how we deal with it. Yeah. And, it, and her mental attitude, obviously being one of worry and doubt. Yeah her first sort of step I suppose to take would be to try and turn that around yeah think yeah but you know think of something positive think how great this could be what a journey yeah exactly it's like somebody who said someone gave me a really good story not so long ago where it was like okay you've got a million pounds in the bank okay and somebody stole um 500,000 you're not going to sit there and cry for like a year over this like 500,000 when you've got how much left in the bank yes I I might babe (laughs) okay shall I say really Okay, so say, it's okay. I'm not going to cry over that. Yeah. But you, you shouldn't <laughs> cry for long. <laughs> you can go make that back easily in <laughs> seconds, Verity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's almost like things are going to happen, mm. but it's just having the strategies to deal with it. It is going to be hard, you are going to make mistakes growing as well you know somebody said the other day oh my god I want to I want to scale my business I've always wanted to scale my business but I'm just so scared and it's like well you're not going to be comfortable are you when are you ever comfortable in doing something new Mm. if you are then that's not your growth zone getting uncomfortable is a healthy thing a little bit of stress is quite healthy to have. Do you know what I mean? Sitting in your comfort zone 24-7, we think it is, it's what we want. But in actual fact, just having a little bit of uncomfortableness. Mm, it's it means progression, right? Yeah, it's progression. It's scary. Yeah. It is. It's so easy for me to sit here and say it, but because I've done it, and I put it off for so many years. I'm, I think to myself, oh, my God, imagine I started this younger. 
Mm. Why, you know, but my mindset, everything was just so bad. And I thought, no, I'm too scared. (laughs) No, and I get that because you hear that a lot, like scaling. If you have the right mindset and, you know, and the right sort of business knowledge, you can easily make it work. You just need to have that drive in you as well. Yeah. To be able to work hard because, yeah, it it is going to be more work in the early days, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, my God. It is a lot of work. But then the goal for you to be less work long term. Right. So this is exactly – so my – I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And it was, I, so I started in the van and then I thought, no, you know, after being ill, I was like, no, I just want to work like three hours a day. <laughs> so I, I rented space from a lovely local groomer and a friend, Leah Henderson. Oh yeah. And yeah. She is literally, um, in like the next town to me mm-hmm. so we've got we're so lucky and this is another thing you know I won't deviate but we are so lucky that we have like a Berkshire groomers group and we kind of help each other and it's so lovely just so so nice and supportive um and I I was moaning to them like oh I've just had enough of the van it's been three years so Leah very kindly let me rent a table from her and um, it was great. Like I literally did two to three dogs a day. I was like, yeah, this is great. It's so good. And my husband was like, right, so so is this you? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah just love it, you know. And then he was like, <laughs> as the kind of year, year went on, my bank balance was like, oh my god like where's my money and then I realized which I said to you didn't I the other day like I love earning my own money I love it yeah yeah independent missus yes and I just thought okay I'm loving loving just sweeping in and doing two to three dogs a day but I wasn't loving my my bank balance (laughs) so I thought right this is it it's now or never and then I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't, I can't do it. I can't get a salon. Oh, my God, I can't do it. And I thought, no, I'll just start off small. So I started just myself. And I just quickly cottoned on to, like, okay, this is going to be hard work. But the van was harder. Mm. This, this was, like, nowhere near as hard as the van. So, yeah, I just I, – I gave myself a goal and I knew – Right, I wanted to set up a salon, not necessarily take over the country, <laughs> but just set up a salon, have a couple of groomers, and then be able to not actually groom myself because I was getting tired, you know. I was thinking, I want to do other things. Hmm. So, yeah, fast forward three years, and here I am, four years actually now. Now, obviously the question, <laughs> how much do we charge for x whatever whatever the dog might be gets asked all the time doesn't it it's it must mm. ask on the groups on social forums and things what's your advice to those people who are just double questioning themselves and they're yeah. so I again I've been there I I don't think I've ever asked that question 
on social media. Um, I might have, but I can't remember. But I get it. I get why they're asking. But at the same time, it also baffles me because we are all so different. We have so many different bills, so many different expenditures, outgoings. You know, some of us are in a salon. Some of us are in the garden. Mm. Some of us are behind a vet's, you know, in a vet room. Everybody is so different. So asking me what I charge for a shih tzu and then they're working from a site, a garden, it just, it it baffles me because this is something which I talk about in my, in my um, coaching. I have a structure, a pricing structure, and it's just a basic way of working out how to charge what to charge so you know everything that comes into place are things like your rent and you know so if somebody doesn't have rent to pay and they're you know paying maybe maybe they're working from home they're just paying electric and water their prices might not be the same as say me on a very prestigious high street with you know rent business rates what have you so that question I think I see it daily <laughs> do you think that people need to work out their hourly 100% and then from that they can think oh well this shih is going to take me I don't know an hour and a half yeah and then you get the price from that so they think well if I'm 30 pounds an hour or something like that then I know yeah that would be 45 pounds that dog yeah exactly so with um with this kind of pricing calculator so it 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 kind of I mean anybody can do this it's just putting in in a spreadsheet Mm. a your outgoings um you know what you need to make to actually live and I'm talking about even your outgoings in your personal life you know mortgage everything if you kind of sit down look at that and work out as well on top of that your taxes you know mm. all of that comes into it and that target you that you back, can't you and find out what you need to be earning yeah. per hour to set your pricing structure yeah I mean it's really sad because I've seen on a couple of the Facebook groups that there's people with second jobs mm. and I think I feel I feel sorry for them because I mean, I'd love to help them because there's no way you need to have a second job. You can definitely make money in grooming. You could definitely live and make and have a great business Mm. in dog grooming if your prices are right. Yeah. I really, really believe that that is, you know, something that our industry definitely suffers with, I think, um, not pricing right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that just harps back to how I think there's always been a devaluation of our skill. Absolutely, it's yeah. always been there. And, I mean, hopefully it's changing slowly. Fingers so crossed. As professionals and, you know, and respected as professionals. But, yeah, I think that that's been, I that's think it's been up hard to as well. grind, hasn't it? Yeah, it absolutely. I, I feel like it's up to us as well to educate, you know, again, goes back to the last podcast, you know, the language we use to our clients. We don't need to patronise them, but we it, we want to get that message across of, 
you know, what we do and why we are worthy of what we, you know, what we're charging. Mm. But like I say, barely anybody comes back. And if they do, then they're not your ideal client. No, exactly. So to the pet business owner who's got like a full client list and they're really super busy, <clears throat> um, what would you suggest they do? Like expand, 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 really? or stay as they are or diversify? Like, Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question, actually, because that's kind of what I've done. You know, I if it was up to my other half I'd have about five shops by now but <laughs> my my love for grooming I mean don't get me wrong um I love going into my shop and you know seeing the dogs but my actual love for grooming has dwindled slightly because I've got the love of the business side of the industry so you know although I haven't got so many other salons. I've decided to kind of branch off. And I think we're so lucky in this industry that we can do that. You know, yeah. there's something for everyone, really. So it um, could be, I think it's just probably uh, figuring out what would suit you, would expand yeah. you. Maybe staying as you are. Some people are really happy. They so work really- to live. They do their job. Yeah. And they're yeah. happy with the low stress. They do the whatever Absolutely. they need to cover their bills and then they down tools and that's them for the day. And then yeah. people love to, you know, well, obviously let's just talk about side hustles as well because that's such a big thing in our industry, isn't it? It's amazing. It's so, so good. Just going back with what you just said there, you know, I spoke to a lady the other day who asked for my help and she didn't want to take over the world she just wanted to look into maybe getting a bather and a salon and, you know, to work from getting her out of her house into a salon with a bather. That's yeah. her goal. And I think it's brilliant. Great goal. A great goal. That yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, she said, all I want now is the fact where I could have somebody else to bounce ideas off of. I could have someone that maybe could just hold that dog's face, you know, while I just perfect a bit, you know, of this ear or something, you know, little things like that. Oh my God, how good is it when you've got someone there and you're like, oh, definitely. Rather than struggling on your own sometimes. That dog just won't let you do its nails or just one foot of nails, just won't let you get that last foot of nails and you just. Just having that person to hold. Oh, it's amazing. So, yeah, you know, scaling, that's still scaling your business. Do you know what I mean? That's She's going to be doubling the amount of dogs that she has in, but she's also going to be able to just fully focus on the skill side of it. And this is pretty much what we all love, right? This is why we do this job. Mm -hmm. We love the skill side of, you know, the, the job the artistry, you know, the scissoring. So, yeah, absolutely. That's still scaling your business. That is a massive goal. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so side hustles. Yeah, love a side hustle. <laughs> There's so much to be, so much to be taken from the grooming industry. Yeah. Abs- I mean, look at you. Oh, I'm like the queen of hustles. I love exactly. it. My motto is, Nicola, I just sh- throw all the shit at the wall and just see what sticks. 
<laughs> there you go, guys. You heard it here first. That is that is how she does this. That's how I roll. <laughs> she is a groomer slash presenter slash. Oh my god, you're up in Scotland showing the dog. And author, soon to be published author. Author. Oh my god. Um, Inspirational authority. Round of applause. I'm not happy unless I've got my finger in like 10 pies, like, like uh, all my fingers, honestly, and all my toes and all the pies. Like, yeah, good for you. And this is the thing, right? Hey, but you're the, doing the same. The, the, but honestly, it's so, it's great. Our industry is bloody great for opportunities. Yeah, And absolutely. if you can get through that whole mindset thing, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much to be to be had from it yeah there really is so and you know I've seen so many talented artists we'll say groomers who turn their hand to doing portraits and 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 sewing like these incredible like niche things that you know dog owners will love the making collars all you know so many incredible and like even like um Yitka Mm. with making her own feta canis you know I I just think it's so so cool that we we can just do whatever we want to do and we really I mean there's probably so much more as well that we could be doing that we're just not so it's there for the taking yeah for sure and it's nice to have these little things ticking over I think even if you just if you do decide to get a shot just start doing a little bit of retail. Find Absolutely. out, yeah, if you enjoy that, then that's great. See, see what's yeah. popular. You know, I remember when I first got my first salon, I get more and more people asking me for brushes and shampoo yeah. recommendations and everything. So then I slowly started to put some, you know, some separate money to keep reinvesting in my, like, a bit, bit of Absolutely. stock in my salon shop. And then yeah. that grew that. And it was like a little side thing, just extra. And sometimes it'd just be you know, an extra 20 quid profit that I would make. Yeah, but that's great, isn't it? Yeah, if that's happening, if that's happening four, five times a day, for you basically doing not much extra, that's great. Oh, it's incredible because, and this is what I was, I said before about the passive income, mm-hmm. you know, there are times that, you know, we're getting older and you might think about cutting back your dog grooming, um, but then worrying, okay, how the heck are we going to generate this income in place? Mm-hmm. And to look at something passive, something where, you know, if you are ill, but you're selling these brushes online even, or you're making, there's a really cool girl that we buy our bows from. Oh my God, they're stunning. Little things like that. So she makes up loads of them and then sells them. So it's just a constant nice little passive income yeah just to keep your you know and it doesn't it doesn't sound like much what you know 20 quid but in actual fact when you look at it and you've done no work Mm. it's quite a lot it's it's easy easy peasy yeah nice little pocket money I think a nice little earner it really is definitely Definitely. and you might Um, like you were saying these 20 pounds here and there when you do your year end and work out what that accumulates to, and you yeah. realize that that's actually accumulated to five thousand pounds on top of your 
you know, take home every year, you you wouldn't sniff at somebody just passing you five grand, would you? No, when you put it like that, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the other little side hustle I had was Edward the Poodle became like an overnight star. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he had an he agent. Did Stella McCartney. Yeah, he did Stella. He did IKEA advert, and we were even. I mean, I even got brought into this where I had to take him for a photo shoot by the Daily Mail because he was a dog that wouldn't get out of bed for less than £600. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm not worthy. Like, oh, can we just have you holding Edward? Like, oh, my God. Like, Fantastic. yes, star of the show. Thank you, Edward, for bringing me into your world for the day. <laughs> I know, and like you were saying, they're like Instagram for pets and everything. That's yeah. these bloggers are making. You know, I know, I know personally of a few that have quit their jobs. Yeah, yeah. and their job now is photographing and blogging about their dog. It's mental. There was one lady that we were we were on the IKEA advert with, Mm. and this dog had like over two hundred thousand followers on Instagram so she was like we were kind of saying goodbye after the long day I mean it was a long day and I wouldn't push any like none of my other dogs I would never take them never they would hate it Edward oh my god you get out of camera and he's like where do you want me so he just loved it but this this lady and and a corgi she was like oh god we've got a lot another long day tomorrow and I'm like oh right what, what are you doing tomorrow we're opening a new road in London. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> You're opening a road in London? Yeah, okay. And she she was the same, like what you just said. She gave in her notice to her high-flying marketing job in the city to she, work yeah, as... Um, around with a dog. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> what a It's life. incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so basically, what I think what we're saying is that there's so many different avenues for a hustle. And yeah. You can make money without really much effort. No. I mean, not, not, I know these people who do have the Instagram, they work hard for that Instagram. Oh God, yeah. But I mean, but it's something that's not as hard as us in, in the groom room. In the right? salon, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah so there you go the, wow. the, the grooming industry mm-hmm. it can really serve you well if you think outside the box as well yeah avoid the burnout stay positive have that good mindset yeah honestly having the mindset I feel like um I implemented that into my coaching as like the first thing that we actually action and talk about because it's so easy for me to say, right, you need to do this and you need to, we're going to work on, you know, how we get you from A to B and upping your prices. However, if you say that to someone with a really, really bad mindset, then whatever I'm saying is just going to go in one ear and out the other. So it's like, you need to dig deep. Probably full of doubt, you know, everything Mm. you're saying, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, all right, whatever, you know, just because it's worked for you, it it might not work for me. Well, no, it really 
definitely 100% can work for you. I I am so, I just feel so strongly and so passionate that how I've done this, I can pass that on and it can actually work. Yeah, amazing. Any parting words, Nicola? Mm. Um, any parting words? Let me think. Oh, you put me on the spot. I know. I have. <gasps> um, no, just just to honestly, it it all starts in your mind with your mindset first. It really, really does. And you know, I'll talk to my mum and dad about this. Well, sadly, I've lost my dad, but I, I talk to my mum about this. And my my father was great with the mindset. I mean, he got to be a military night for the queen and you don't do that with a bad mindset well, I was just about to say yeah yeah so it's it's you know athletes and strong high professionals they they all practice this they all practice positive mental thinking and building on a great mindset because without that we can't we can't do anything honestly we really can't yeah I think what I'd say is um just focus on small goals to start off with as well yeah it's not always like you're saying not everybody wants to take over the world just small wins every day whether it's you know that that groom that you absolutely smashed out the park exactly and this is exactly that you just said it we need to be celebrating each other's wins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it just doesn't happen that much. We're so quick to kind of get angry in this world and, you know, be negative. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to actually be like, do you know what? That is such a good groom to another groomer. I do it all the time. You know, I'm, there's so many talented and amazing people in our industry. Yes. And truly, truly just, is. yeah, just, you know, messaging them and just saying, oh my God, that's amazing. Well done you. That will make somebody's day. And just, yeah. it's just so nice to do. Yeah. I have people who, you know, just out of the blue will send me a message just to explain how I've helped them in some capacity or other or entertain them maybe with this podcast in some way or another oh. or, And and I can't tell you, like, obviously, you you really can't convey in a message how that makes you feel. Yeah. Uh, You know, those small acts of somebody reaching out and being so kind really can make somebody's day. It's just such a big thing, isn't it? And people sometimes don't realise that, you know, by just sending you a message and saying that, well, you're walking on cloud nine for the rest of the day. Yeah, hair flick. Thank you very much. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you very One finger in the pie is going very well. Yeah, and it, it gives me motivation, though, I think. It's that validation of, oh, I am doing something right. Yes. I, you know. Exactly, exactly that. And I just think, you know, I, many of us adults, we love to give presents nowadays, which I explained this to my son the other day. His birthday's coming up. And it's like, you know, I, I say, oh, we're not... When you're adult, you don't really care about receiving presents that much. It's so nice to go out and shop for someone and think, oh, can't wait to give them that present. He's like, really? 
It's about being an adult, yeah, 100%. He's like, oh, really? Like, yeah, honestly, it's so nice to go and, you know, give someone a compliment, give someone a present. It's just the best feeling, isn't it? Because I feel like, is is it a selfless act? I don't think so, because it makes me feel good when I yeah. give somebody a gift. When I pay somebody a compliment, you know, talking about the compliments thing, I did try and make a habit of saying something nice to somebody every single day. Did you? Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. To consciously try and either send something. Yeah. A message or say something nice to somebody in the street or if even it's a customer customer yeah. coming to see me and they're wearing a really lovely jumper or something yeah or I think gosh you know you might just think oh the hair looks really nice it was so British in the fact that often we I wouldn't say that but I just tried to make an effort of just saying to them well, your hair looks gorgeous you know but the thing is Verity if you're projecting that energy and you're on that frequency Mm-hmm. you're only going to get it back as well yeah because don't you think as well it's like a domino effect they go yeah. away feeling better they mm-hmm. feel slightly more confident they may then decide they feel good they're going to pay somebody else a compliment like absolutely best lesson my mum ever taught me okay this is I think it's oh on, golden I love these okay. I think it's on subject um I was traveling with her in the car and I always on every single journey I go in, my mindset is I will always let at least two people out and let them carry on with their day. Because yeah. we're so wrapped up in our own worlds that, yeah. you know, especially I live in a busy town and we have a famous road. If you're from Harrogate, you'll know Skipton Road is the bane of everybody's life. It is so really? busy. <laughs> Busiest roads in England, apparently. Oh my God. If you're trying to turn right on that road, nightmare. So you just need that person to stop and take the time. One person. Yeah. And often it doesn't take much out of their day just to let you Mm. out. So I always try and be that person. So I was traveling with my mum in the car and I let somebody out and they didn't thank me. And I said to my mum, I got like a a bit irate, like, oh, oh, yeah, how rude. And my mum turned around to me and she said, you should never, ever do anything in life because you want thanks and praise for it. You do it for you and the person inside. Yes, so mama, hard parcel. No, <laughs> like you let somebody out on a journey like that, and then expect you know if they say thank you, bonus. If they yeah. don't, doesn't matter. You're doing it, it because you're doing it for you, and yeah. I think that's yeah, that's a good. That answer. is a good parting thought. I like that. That's incredible. That could be our parting moment. There yeah. we go. I hope everybody listening is now going to be traveling around yeah. everybody out and just think of all those good vibes coming your way and it's okay if you don't have any you know if you're in a bit of a bad situation and you want to get really angry you know mm-hmm. just try not to voice it just count to ten yeah breathe in breathe out wash over and you. carry on yeah. <laughs> they say that they're just taking that moment to count to ten and you should feel reset, right? You should Well feel- right, right. So make sure you give Nicola a follow. Again, she can be found at Nicola Kazan, that's N-I-C-O-L-A-K-A-Z-A-N with an underscore at the end. And all your mindset, coaching, positive vibes only can be found on your Instagram page. Yeah. As your courses, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I have the one course and it's 
I, it's not really a course because I basically just hold your hand. You know, I'm not going to make you sit down mentoring. and. It's your mentor. Mentor. That is exactly it. And it's been so lovely chatting about all these different things. Oh, Verity, I've had the best time. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. So much fun. I know. And also, you know, just getting to know you. You're a wonderful person. Virtual hug. <laughs> we have everything. Vice versa, you are super inspirational, and I want to know who's going to do a podcast on you. No. <laughs> to be honest, when I always join in a bit, so I think that after like 40 episodes or whatever, you we'll actually gonna, get a bit of an idea. Know. <laughs> you kind know about me. <laughs> well, I'm excited to, to get your book, that's for sure. Oh, thank you. Well, that's a bye from us. Bye!